0: Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, And Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to MyMorningKick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's MyMorningKick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything and you won't believe how simple it is
1: hey there everyone welcome to the fightful pro wrestling wwe SummerSlam 2023 post show it is myself denise salcedo joined by none other than phil lindsey of Grapsity, and we've got a big big show to get in here th- today a show that went over four hours long it's been a while since i feel that a premium a wwe premium live event has gone this long so uh we definitely got so much to get into um, but phil let's kick it off with man how are you feeling in terms of overall thoughts in regards to how you're feeling coming out of this show
2: um that was choice of a finish um yeah uh solid show but boy that finish was not for me man the finish of that show was not for me
1: I don't blame you whatsoever, because I pretty much felt the exact same way. Um, There was a lot of people that were predicting that Jimmy would turn on Jey Uso. And I kind of felt like to me, that would be like kind of going back a couple of steps, like it didn't really feel absolutely necessary to do that. And so at this point, I'm kind of feeling like they're just trying to prolong the story and trying to keep things going with the bloodline and trying to find all of these different ways to swerve things. And so it Kind of left me going like, okay, but why? Especially if you tune in each and every single week, you pretty much know that it didn't really feel like this was a direction that they were going to go.
2: Yeah, no, it uh, this came completely out of the deal. It wasn't a swerve in a good way. I felt like the finish was very derivative as well. going to see a hooded guy come out and help this guy win the match? Like, do a different finish. Uh, I don't like it <laughs> yeah I know it's going to
1: be like something that I feel is going to have some uh, interesting thoughts as to what the people here are going to say and how they feel about it but let's go ahead and dive right into the show uh we're going to go ahead and break things down uh analyze nice, nice chronological format because that's just going to be the easiest way to go about things uh also if you want to get your questions comments or statements read here on the show you're more than welcome to send in a super chat or a Humper Chat. We will be reading those throughout the show, and I'm going to get things going with our first couple of Super Chats that we got here. We actually got a couple from Dan v 900 so I'm going to go ahead and pull them up here. Um, this one's from Dan v 900 who says, the women's triple threat match was really bad. It was so awkward and clumsy. Charlotte stunk. Bianca was selling her right knee after the landing, and when getting back in the ring sold her left knee. Uh, oh, and then he says the second one is, um, the bloodline Civil War was an obs- uh, obscene slow 20 minute, followed by the last 10 minutes with stuff happening. Roman J was terrible and so slow paced. The finish made no sense with Jimmy just. Bad. And this is from Dan V900. And Dan V has another super chat saying not going with the 450 <laughs> as the finish was very stupid before the cash in. It just felt like they were afraid to have Charlotte get pinned. Uh, so dumb. So Dan V900 is definitely feeling very, very, very strongly. And look, I'm going to be honest. Everything that Dan V900 mentioned with in regards to uh, the bloodline, the women's match, and also. Um, Pretty much what he mentioned with those two things. I don't necessarily fully disagree with any of that. Um, But we will talk about that more in just a second. The line drive says Jimmy turning on Jay isn't just jumping the shark. It's jumping it, doing a triple body screw flip and having 10 and having tea before the landing on the other side. All right, this one's really good super chat, uh, the line drive. And honestly, at this point, like, I don't blame you whatsoever. Uh, Todd says, kicking down a few bucks because I really enjoyed SRS's interviews with Gunther and especially Cody. Keep up the good work, Fightful. Uh, Thank you so much for sending these in. And we'll be sure to tell uh, Sean what you thought about his interviews as well. All right so let's go ahead and kick it off with the first match that we got here tonight and this was logan paul versus ricochet and so this match here uh the whole leading into this matchup they promoted it as being this viral match right uh this match that was gonna have a lot of viral moments and personally i kind of felt like in the beginning i'm like okay i'm not really seeing a lot of viral moments i thought It wasn't until they got to the outside where they were hitting the Spanish flies um, that I thought finally started to pick up. So the two Spanish flies that happened consecutively um, back to back from each other was really freaking cool. And there were some good moments here where you were kind of seeing Logan Paul and Ricochet size each other up with their speed. That was pretty fun to see. And um, we do see a moment where Ricochet goes for a 630, but Logan Paul ends up moving out of the way. And then, Someone ends up handing Logan Paul brass knuckles and he brass nuts and he ends up hitting Ricochet with it and he is able to essentially get the win via cheating. Uh how'd you feel about the matchup, the build, and then the finish of this match?
2: Uh I thought the build was solid. weren't really for me. Some of it, the humor of it was kind of corny for me. Um but I thought um, kind of elevated ricochet along with him on this feud and i thought this match was very i hit i thought the athleticism and everything and the physicality and it was awesome this um, is the finish i figured that logan was going over i just wondered how how are we going to get there like because i feel like it made ricochet look good it made ricochet look like he just survived. He was away from winning this match
1: Right exactly and that's the thing too like I feel like heading into this match it was very obvious that Logan Paul was going to win because for the most part we've seen that the treatment of Ricochet on the WWE roster he's not ever been treated like a main top guy so I was looking at this and going there is no way that Logan Paul is going to be taking an L to Ricochet and obviously him getting outside help it was a great you know I guess you can say it was their way of protecting Ricochet, but also making sure to uh, you know, that Logan Paul gets this win in this manner. And so I did like that a whole lot. And I also liked what they did here in terms of Logan Paul is a heel we get this and this kind of tied into some of the things that they had mentioned in their uh promos where uh Ricochet had said that Logan Paul was a POS of a human and so (laughs) you kind of end up seeing that play out in this match because he was totally okay with cheating and I like this match I thought that for the most part it was a pretty fun opening match
2: for you I just saw someone say that I'm getting chappy
1: Oh, no. Yeah, you're a little choppy for me, but I thought that was just me. So I really wasn't sure, but I think you're okay for now. Okay. So, um. Anyway, so I just feel like overall, I, uh, I really did enjoy this opening match, and I didn't think it was bad whatsoever. Like it was fun. I think they made up a lot for, uh, you know, some of the cringe promos that they had on Monday Night Raw. I think they definitely made up for it. Uh, we got another super. Actually, I'll read that one once we actually get to that topic there. Um. All right. So let's go ahead and see if we got any additional, uh, thoughts on this match here. Nope. For the most part, that's pretty much it. It was a straightforward. You know what? They had a good match, and we're fine. All right. So moving on to the next match. This one here, I wasn't necessarily expecting for it to be a um, to be the second match of the night. I was not expecting Cody Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar to be the second match of the night. So we do end the up f- seeing. I, I didn't think it was going to be the main event at all because obviously I knew it was going to be tribal combat uh, and all of that, but I still wasn't necessarily expecting it to be the second match on the card at all. But um, so we end up getting this match here and Cody Rhodes does end up defeating Brock Lesnar. So that's like the big thing here because, you know, it, they've been pushing this whole thing that Cody Rhodes has to be getting this adversity and that's kind of been what they've been doing with Cody. And so during this match, we pretty much saw Brock Lesnar... Dominate Cody Rhodes throughout the entire thing, hitting him with German suplexes back to back, disaster kicks back to back. And the whole entire time we were seeing Cody Rhodes pretty much out on the outside selling all of this, and it was kind of a slow um pace. And there were a bunch of times where Cody Rhodes almost got counted out, but always found his way uh back in the actual match. And then finally. The match started to turn around once Cody Rhodes started going on offense and he was atta- attacking the, um, I forget if it was the left shoulder of uh, Brock Lesnar. He was having him, you know, run into the ring post and attacking it and attacking it. And so that was finally the point where we started to see Cody Rhodes uh, basically get a good opportunity in this match. And so Cody... Um, at one point gets Brock Lesnar with the Kimura. And so that was pretty exciting to kind of see that happen. Something of a shift since that was the way that Brock Lesnar had defeated Cody Rhodes the second time. And then eventually we end up seeing the Cody cutter. And then we get a springboard Cody cutter, which was really awesome. And then eventually we get to the three uh, crossroads from Cody Rhodes and he actually wins this match. Uh, Overall...
2: What'd you think of this one? Um, it was good. Um i I was curious at first because they kept doing the outside stuff. They rock, just dominate this guy and just put him through all this torture. And I was like, okay, is this a match? And they haven't told us because he's not pinning this guy. He's just like beating the snot out of him and for him to get up. <laughs> exactly. So- I I think like the pacing of it was kind of wonky, but I do think that it got better. And in- I thought that um it sold the adversity for uh there's that word <laughs> for uh Cody, um and I thought the finish worked. Um and I thought it felt because see Brock do that for anyone he never raises anybody and, and endorses them. And I thought that made the, the the end of this feud look special. Um I. So-
1: yeah phil sorry i was just asking right now uh to louise uh who is our mod if he was getting you choppy too uh i don't know if you want to try coming in and out because um we're only able to pick up a couple of the words that you're saying
2: okay hold on
1: all right guys give us a second while we get uh phil settled here sorry guys to everybody uh you know how it is sometimes it's just be technical difficulties and to be honest i um uh, I wasn't sure if it was m- my, my actual audio or if it was Phil, so, uh, so sorry for the brief interruption here. Uh, in the meantime, what we're going to go ahead and do is play a uh, quick, our quick sponsor here because we want to give some love to Nord uh, VPN. so let's go ahead and play this one.
0: Buying pay-per-views on nordvpn.com slash fightful is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process now one subscription to nordvpn has so many different benefits but if you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself ufc boxing pro wrestling all that good stuff any combination of the three if they're doing a fight circus or something like that this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys change your virtual location Pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, et cetera, et cetera, and you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE Network the way that it used to be, the way that it was designed to be, the easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other overseas services that you can't subscribe to and you want access to them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that with a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Even better, 24-7 tech support. So if you have trouble navigating any of it, they can help you out. Fastest VPN on the planet. NordVPN.com slash Fightful.
1: All right, thank you so much to NordVPN. And while we wait for Phil, guys, I might as well get the ad reads uh, out here. So let's go ahead and give some love to our other sponsor over at AG1.
0: Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Man, this is my go-to supplement, my go-to multivitamin, but it's so much more than a multivitamin. By the way, you want to be drinking your multivitamin, it absorbs a lot better. I take one scoop of AG1 from athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Put it in my uh, eight ounces of water, drink it down, and I'm good to go. I got a multivitamin that that covers so much, minerals, probiotics. That's why you never see me getting sick. Uh, You got your adaptogens, antioxidants. You've got a digestive enzyme. They all work together for a stronger foundation for your health. Free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 plus five free travel packs when you use athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. By the way, it also helps recovery. So if you've had a tough workout This athleticgreens.com slash Fightful AG1 product is really going to help you out. They've got doctors. They've got endurance athletes, uh, people with PhDs, the professor of genetics at Harvard Medical School, David Sinclair, putting this thing over. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. That immunity support, that digestive support, that multivitamin, all at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful
1: all righty everyone and we are back i was trying to stall some time for phil so he could uh situate himself but i think he might still be having some issues so i'm gonna go ahead and move forward with the show and uh if phil when phil hops on we'll go ahead and move on so guys send in those comments and we'll get this going uh so do not, bear with me everybody here we got a lot of stuff to talk about with uh SummerSlam, so let's get to this uh we got a couple of super chats that i'm gonna go ahead and pull up uh this one here is uh from over from let's see what we got here. This one is from Todd who says a uh, five told music is SRS promos. <laughs> I know he's got like so many queued up by the way, like there's at least 20 of those videos listed here and I'm like, Okay, I'm going to go ahead and press whichever one we got here. There's like three for NordVPN, VPN, uh, you know, three for like uh, athletic green. So I'm like, Alright, let's just go with it and see what we get here. Alright, so let's go ahead and press on from all of this. And so we kind of had just um, gone into the Cody Rhodes Brock Lesnar match. So let's talk about this one. So um, I kind of ran down a little bit of what we actually got here. And the thing that we got after the match too, which was something that Phil was highlighting was the fact that we ended up getting a, uh, you know, a moment where Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes shook hands, they hugged immediately after this match. So it was a really nice way to close out this match very sportsmanship like and given just everything the whole entire story that we saw with Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes it really just felt like it was the proper the proper story because you got you know you had their first match you had their second match you had this one and everything that happened in between on Raw with the beatdowns with him beating them in front of his mother and things got very very ugly between Cody and Brock even going back to that promo that Cody told Brock like the one thing that you did not do the one big mistake that you made was leaving me to breathe here, still breathing here. And you messed up by doing that. And so going into this match, I love the way that Cody Rhodes went right into the attack to Brock Lesnar. The only portions that I personally did not like about this match was that I felt that the moment that Brock Lesnar... The entire time that Brock Lesnar was the one attacking Cody Rhodes, I personally felt like it kind of got a little bit slow. The way that I would describe it is almost like if you could have fast forwarded during certain parts only because it didn't really start getting good until Cody Rhodes got on that often. So it wasn't until Cody got in there, started attacking the shoulder of Brock Lesnar that things really started picking up in this match. But Regardless of the way that everything closed out, with Cody Rhodes actually getting his victory and then getting that, I guess you can say that rub from Brock Lesnar, that was really awesome to see. Uh, Hey, Phil, uh, let's go ahead and test your audio. Uh, How's it going? Is everything okay?
2: I think so. It was just lagging, I think.
1: Okay. I think we're okay for now and then we'll just go ahead and move forward. So I was actually just kind of rewinding and talking a little bit more about the Cody Rhodes, uh, Brock Lesnar match. So let's go ahead and get it into Humper chats. Cause we got a couple here, uh, in regards to this. So, um, R3 spawn sends in a Humper chat saying honestly thought they were gonna let Cody tap Brock out. Awesome match, but I feel the tap out would have been a better end. Uh do you think that would have been the better ending for this match, or do you prefer the three crossroads?
2: I thought the crossworks worked. I thought right. the pinnecim worked. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. I don't know.
1: Uh, you're cutting off um, still. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, Phil, I'm so sorry. What
2: more difference it would have made if he tapped out? It was a definitive loss, so (laughs) I thought it was fine.
1: Okay. Um, All right, so let's go ahead and bring in this Humper chat here from – it's really Brian who says, adrenaline in my Brock shorts had a giant hole. Oh, whoa, Cody literally beat the pants off of him. This was definitely something that I noticed right away. And when I was doing this watch along and watching Brock Lesnar out there with the rip shorts was actually pretty funny. But uh, regardless, you know, he may do with what it was. But uh, that was definitely something very funny. All right, let's go ahead and move on. For the most part, I would say that this match was like, it was good. I liked what they did. But again, it didn't actually pick up until Cody Rhodes got in there. Uh, let's get into the Slim Jim Battle Royale. So this was the one, Phil, that a lot of people were wondering whether or not we were actually going to be seeing L.A. Knight win. And he had some really tough competition in there, man. Like you had AJ Styles. You had Sheamus, which they ended up being the final two. You had the returning Omos, who was introduced by uh, – By MVP, we had Apollo Crews, J.D. McDonough, Rick Boots, Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanni Vinci, Otis, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bronson Reed, Austin Theory, a lot of these guys. And so um, overall, we ended up finally seeing Ali Knight actually get his victory. What were some of the moments that stood out for you? Oh, no, it's Phil gone. No. (laughs) Guys, Phil is gone. Oh, No. I was hoping that he was just paid attention very intensely. All right, guys. uh, Phil's uh, frozen here on the screen, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, remove him and get him on the chat. Uh, Sorry, everybody. Um, (laughs) He's coming back, guys. All right. We'll give him a second, everybody. Just bear with me. Hey, Phil.
2: No, there are like two streams there. I know. I saw that. Yeah, um, I saw
1: that. So anyways, I was just asking <laughs> your thoughts on the Battle Royal and how you felt about some of the moments that you saw in the match.
2: Um, I thought it was fine. I thought it did what it was supposed to do. Um, it was pretty unspectacular, but it was this mostly felt like a vehicle could get LA Night on the show and get him a pop. And for, if that was the case, it, it worked. Um, I thought the finish that was really good. I thought him hopping up on on the top rope looks clean every time he did it. It looks fantastic um yeah i thought it worked for what it was supposed to be
1: yeah and there was there any part of you that thought that they weren't gonna give it to LA Knight? no <laughs> no because i thought like okay like the guy didn't win the money in the bank briefcase the guy didn't you know get the u.s invitational win so i was kind of worried that we weren't actually gonna get him to win this match and by the way hey yo reg is in the house reg did <laughs> Were you catching up on our on Phil's bad Wi-Fi?
3: Yeah, I was like, I got to come save my friend. I'm on my way.
1: I'm here.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I
1: still.
2: Yeah, very weird few minutes where it just like froze and I couldn't see my screen, and then it just popped back up. So here we are.
1: I love. By the way, check this out. Look at everybody's got my back. They saw me like out here being like, Oh my God, what are we doing here? And now everybody came to join. <laughs>
0: the brothers
3: to the rescue help if our team is having problems we are outside
1: (laughs) so let's pick this up man because i want to get your guys' thoughts now that you're here let's get into this i want to rewind a little bit let's rewind then in that case to the uh cody rhodes brock lesnar match because i want to give that one a little bit more uh conversation and i already broke down pretty much everything that went down so i won't repeat that but i'll kick things off with you reg Uh, how'd you feel about this brock lesnar cody rhodes match (laughs) <laughs> oh no! it's it? Did you think it was that bad? We're starting off with some giggles. Listen, what are
3: y'all I, doing, you guys? Like, I've, why? Are I've, y- I've
2: done a podcast with him enough. I can tell when he didn't like something.
3: Why are y'all? Doing- <laughs> What, what is this pace? What is this slow motion thing? Why are we taking these breaks in the middle? Brock Lesnar gives him one suplex, then Cody powders out for five minutes. Cody does a slow Peter out. This ain't a last man standing match. That's Bro, what I said. That's exact him. same thing I what said. What is <laughs> going on here? Why do they keep pausing like this is a last man standing match? That's you what I said. Start fighting them. Cody's waiting slowly, like oh I gotta finish the story. They want me to do it slowly. Bro, get in the match and fight this guy, man. What's going on here?
2: It <laughs> was the exact same same thing i said like brock would do a move and he would just like dominate this guy and then we'd have to wait for cody to get up and i'm just like pin him what what are we doing
3: (laughs) brock's in there
2: doing his time i'm like dude
3: fight him what's going on here
1: (laughs) thank you it felt like he was like why are you waiting why are you waiting you have this man down capitalize on that keep him down but he was like no i'm just gonna chill here and wait and see if he gets counted out uh nick what would you think about uh, how everything played out with Cody Rhodes and Brock?
4: I feel like it was just storytelling. I know I'm going to be the odd man out when talking <laughs> about this match. And I, 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 I fully accept that because I'm different all the time. So it might, I, I, it
2: I, I for, for the record, I didn't dislike the match. I just thought that I didn't understand how they were working this match. That's all
4: I can get that. I looked at it more as, you know, Brock is beating him down and saying, OK, just stay down. Don't get back in the match. I'm trying to have mercy on you before I have to absolutely ravage you. And Cody just would not stay down. He would not quit. He would not surrender. And that's the story that they're trying to tell with this match. I can understand the other side of it saying, you know, common sense would say he's down, go after him, attack him, beat him down, and then pin him. But it was more of I'm trying to show mercy. And then at the end of the match, you see, he's like, okay, you got my respect because you kept fighting. You kept getting back up. So I I can commend you for that.
2: here's my here's my question for this if this has been this feud where he came into this feud saying that i get paid to beat people up cody is here to get paid to get beat up why would he show him mercy (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know to he, <laughs> he shouldn't be showing that mercy. No way. But that's like that's the point, though. He was supposed to go in and get the attack and beat down Cody Rhodes and continue what he's been doing the last couple of weeks. I mean, like the dude beat this man up in front of his mother in his hometown. So at yes. that point, what's holding you back from continuing on this attack? So here's my question because um the three the three crossroads at the end, Reg. Was that a big enough exclamation point of a finish or did you feel like it kind of came out of nowhere the way that everything had been essentially uh, patterned out?
3: It just plays along to how all Brock Lesnar's big main event matches are. Drew McIntyre has to hit him with three claymores. Roman has to hit him with three spears. Three, three, three. That's the only way to beat him. It's just kind of repetitive and the same thing. Like This is a Brock Lesnar match with with Cody's... uh, uh, of end of the world this is the last match that'll ever happen pacing of a match it's like you guys, it was,
2: it was the third it. it was the third match in the feud man it's numerology man
1: so you mentioned three thumbs down
3: if that's the case i wish i had one more hand because i got another bad.
1: oh that sounds
4: really bad i don't
1: know why i said that okay so you mentioned the trilogy phil what, was this the better match was this was their first encounter better was their second encounter better Where are you ranking this one
2: um I think the story of this match is better than the other two because it felt conclusive. The other two matches did not feel conclusive. This feels like a decisive win. And then, like I said, before uh, Nick and and Reg came in, it felt special because Brock did give him the endorsement at the end. And this did feel like the stamp, like, Cody is the guy. Because at this point, he's been endorsed by Cena and Brock. That's a pretty big deal because we we don't see too many guys come in and get that kind of endorsement.
3: True.
1: So what's next for Cody? Um, Hmm do we have any idea what is next for cody what would you personally like to see nick i'll toss this one to you unless Reg, did you have an answer no no no
4: no 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 <laughs> this
1: is like a game show now who's got the answer here uh, nick okay. do you have anything in mind
4: what would i like to see next for gunther i mean excuse me for, 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 cody, uh, for cody yeah for cody is gunther i'd like to see cody go oh, against okay. gunther maybe he's the one that ends the streak after he finally catches the honky talk man and then Gunther starts to go after uh, Seth in the title.
1: All right, all right. Anybody else got an answer? If not, I'm gonna go ahead and move forward, man.
2: Yeah, I, I did. This definitely made me feel like Cody will be the guy to beat beat And The endorsement and everything afterward. I'm like, yeah, this Cody is the guy. But when that match will be, nobody knows. Probably WrestleMania.
1: <laughs> At this point, it's got to be. I think anything less than WrestleMania is gonna kind of, uh, you know, not be not be the best like you gotta have it happen at wrestlemania yeah. um all right so we're gonna go ahead and get into the slim jim battle royal and here we go this was the one that you know we got 25 men and i mentioned earlier that some of the people that we saw was a returning omas and then we also saw uh sheamus was in the final two with la9 but we also had rick boogs ludwig kaiser tommaso Ciampa. uh we also had aj styles Karrion cross, I mean, there was quite a bit of good names in here where all these people, there was a lot of people that you thought could have the opportunity to win here, but it actually went to LA Knight. Uh, what moment stood out most to you? And I'll toss this one to Reg. Uh,
3: I think just LA Knight winning and kind of how over he was and, cr- and the crowd was behind him. That was kind of a moment like if LA Knight doesn't win this, the crowd is not going to be happy. It just kind of shows that. I think uh, Phil and I talked about it earlier today. This should have been L.A. night and Austin Theory for the United States Championship. I don't know why we got you could have taught it the Slim Jim United States Championship match. If that's what we're doing. I don't know why it had to be a battle royal. I hate battle royals. They're just a bunch of punches and elbows and nobody can do any. You can't do any real spots like, oh, let's go over here. Punch, duck it. So, oh, boy. so it's like, ah. so
2: do you hate the Royal Rumble because it's a battle royal?
3: No, no, no. The Royal Rumble works cool because you got the it's paced out, there's different yeah. timing, there's some surprise. There could be moments where there's just two people, there could be moments where they, this where they all just start and everybody just oh, yeah, 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 and there's nowhere yeah. to move. That's when I'm like, yeah, I'm not really into it, but they did make the right move. With LA Knight winning. I did like the mo I did like the Miz and Grayson Waller. You know how I feel about Grayson Waller, that's my guy. The Miz and Grayson Waller <laughs> having that little Spider Man moment of like, hey, they both they compare us together. Like we're doing this. I liked it.
1: Awesome. Nick, what moment stood out to you?
4: Right that one right there. That's where I was going with the Miz and uh Grayson Waller. I think that's mm-hmm. a great Pair up and uh, I feel like that moment was really cool between the two of them. Uh, getting to see MVP uh during SummerSlam come out and introduce uh, Omos, so all my Omos oh sapiens out there in the house. <laughs> Shout out to you, so, uh, so you're
2: shouting out Malcolm, is that what you're saying? Yeah. You're shouting out Muscle Man <laughs> sure. Malcolm,
4: yeah, mm-hmm. all my mm-hmm. people. So, yeah, it's just so Omos coming in. Uh, the moment between Grayson Waller and The Miz, uh, and of course, Chad Cable, Chad Gable, go Chad Gable, baby. Yeah. So that, that's my guy. That's For me, that's next man up. I'd like to see him uh, get a little run on Raw, too. So I liked him getting a little shine during that as well.
1: And you know, I do agree with reg where I'm not that big of a fan of battle royals. I am a fan of the Royal Rumble, just like Phil asked, but, um, this one I thought was kind of, it wasn't a bad battle Royal at all. Like I feel sometimes with these, with these battle Royals, you see a lot of people off on the sides, not doing anything. I don't feel like we necessarily got that. Like every time there was something actually happening in this actual match, uh, Phil, for you, what would you say was something that really stood out to you where you're like, okay, you know what? This was interesting.
2: Um, I'm glad that they paid off the Gable stuff from Monday. I think that was the best thing about this. Cause it keeps the run going from Gable. If he is going to challenge for the tag titles or whatever you're going to do with him next. I thought he came out of this looking really good. Um, and of course, you know, LA, LA night get this moment on a pay-per-view. I do agree with Reg. It should have been just a title match, especially cause Austin theory was in a match. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> <why>? <laughs> I didn't understand that. Why was he in this battle Royal? If he wasn't just getting a title match, I, it was a weird choice but you know slim jump
1: okay so now here's <laughs> the thing though so LA knight finally gets the big win where do you go from here do you continue pushing him into the u.s title picture is that what feels like it's next or do you feel like we got to go a totally different direction uh reg i'll kick this one off to you
3: yeah i think that's the next step i mean if you didn't do this match at the pay-per-view you got to move into next because la knight needs something to really cling on to we can't keep Pushing for this guy, everybody says he's over. He has the most t shirt sales. You got to do something, you got to start executing, especially if there's no looking like he's never going to be in Roman Reigns's radar ever at this space. Like, when is he ever going to get a shot? He's not Samoan, he's not part of this gang. There's nothing he could ever do to be a part of this, so you might as well try to figure it out or try to get trade somebody on Raw and maybe go over there and fight Seth Rollins. But at this moment, Austin Theory is the way because Austin Theory is dreading in the water. Then you move on to Grayson Waller and L.A. Knight for the United States Championship.
1: Honestly, I like everything that you're saying there with that. And we got a couple of uh, super chats here that I want to read in Humper Chats. Uh, First of all, this one was from Sen earlier. This one was from Brooke K. And this was in regards to the Logan Paul Ricochet match. And Brooke K. said, say what you will about Logan Paul. I'll take any excuse for more Ricochet on my screen and then also in regards to cody Rhodes, uh apparently in the press conference uh, he said that he is now going to finish i mean sorry that he's now going to focus on finishing the story so we're back out here once again with that so um we got another super chat i mean humper chat this one's from bizarro who says I'm with my boy Reg Cody and Brock made no sense. And we still don't know why they were fighting. They never properly properly explained Brock's motivation. Common sense says WWE does bad formula stories and I'm tired of the adversity. Reg. Uh,
2: Well,
1: this all you right here.
3: You know what? Uh, I don't know, man, like. Uh, It's crazy because like just last month people were saying this is the greatest storyline in history. Everything that happens like happens for a reason. So I feel like next week if they do another show, people are going to be back in. What am I complaining for? The story's forever. We're going to keep telling it and we're going to keep reading it.
1: Oh, man. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Let's get into a match that, unfortunately, based on what I've seen on social media, did not necessarily get the greatest of reviews. And based on what we saw in the actual crowd, Uh, It wasn't necessarily hot stuff. And the match that I'm referring to is, unfortunately, uh, the MMA rules match between Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. This went about seven or so minutes, and Shayna Baszler ended up being the one to defeat Ronda Rousey. And this was after she got the Carafuda clutch on her, and uh, Ronda Rousey ended up passing out. And so the referee called for the bow. So I'm going to go ahead and kick things off with fail here uh what did you make of this actual matchup here and do you think that they kind of dropped the ball here or was this actually a success in your eyes
2: uh i think they dropped the ball in terms of the hype around this match um because there was a lot of build to this and i mean considering you cut two other women's matches for this match to be here um it kind of didn't live up to the hype um it's very hard to get a worked um mma fight to work um and i i was concerned about that the second they said it was mma rules and so i was like all right but we'll see um i think the issue with it is when you do like a a worked fight stuff it has to look like a fight it has to be fast paced it's got to be hard hitting and it wasn't and so i think straight away it bored people and that's why people weren't into it i think if you come in with the big hits and like the fast pace like transitions into submissions people would have been excited and i think they started to get that after um the refs came out and looked at shana and Shayna came back out and they started doing the submissions it got better but it's still like the but at that point they had lost the crowd like the first half of it was just so clunky and slow that it just didn't hit
1: and you mentioned losing the crowd and you couldn't help but If you did look out into the stands, you were seeing like people, you know, a bunch of people like in aisleways leaving during this. And so at one point you're thinking, oh my God, no matter what they do, there's already this, uh, you know, there's people that are disinterested here. And I did like certain moments. Like I did love that knee kick from uh, from Ronda Rousey to Shayna. I thought that was freaking awesome. But uh, overall, uh, Reg, was this match a hit or a miss for you? you know what? I didn't hate it. I thought it was kind of a
3: hit. Like it was super slow paced, a lot slower than they should have been working the match. But I thought like the moment where uh, Shayna hit her with that head kick was pretty Mm -hmm. cool. And a couple of their just like submission attempts and how they worked it, it. Yeah. I have a feeling that they took a match to these to the company and the company was like, you guys can't do all that. That's y'all
2: crazy. are like, wilding
3: much like, yeah, <laughs> Oh, wildin'. we're going to eliminate this. We're going to like this. We're going to eliminate this. And you guys could keep this skeleton of what yeah. it would have been because we've seen Shayna and like Bloodsport. We've seen them in do, do these kind of matches in a in a different way. And it would have worked if there was more but it was a it definitely was a wwe style this that was that was what i was
2: gonna ask you rich do you think that this work this would have worked better in front of a different crowd like i don't think this crowd really got what they were trying to do i think at a at a show like bloodsport or something like this they would have liked this match and i feel like in it, it for like a big show like this with like bright lights they didn't really get it
3: it doesn't work. That's not going to translate to a crowd like that. That's just saw Ricochet and Logan Paul do a bunch. Yeah, of yeah. Got crazy for that. Then, like, you're on the ground rolling and doing submissions and stuff. I don't like MMA, man. I'm trying to see some slams. So, you know.
2: I can... <laughs> exactly. Like, I agree with you. I don't think it was a bad match. But I think, like, for this audience, like, they definitely lost the audience in the first half. yeah.
1: Yeah, especially because it was very clear that at the very beginning, before they had even started anything, you were already seeing people not interested. So (laughs) I do agree with the point that was made about maybe this not necessarily working for the crowd. And a lot of people suggested had they done a fight pit, that would probably drawn in more interest because you Mm -hmm. got the, the whole actual conception of it all. And so I think people go to wrestling because they want to see these big moments. You mentioned, you know, your ricochets and Logan Paul type of matches. And let's be real people. that go to wrestling shows want to see a lot of this stuff especially when you've got you know the wwe audience and there's a lot of families and kids and things like that uh nick how'd you feel about uh this match uh did you feel strongly about it in either direction whether positive or negative
4: well i'm a big shayna fan so i was going to be into the match regardless my thing is this there were going to be people going to this match who were going to poo poo on it no pun intended before the match even started because they didn't want to see the match anyway like they were going to hate it they hated on the match before the match even happened so and those folks weren't going to be convinced either way so I, i don't think it was a bad match i just think that there were going to be there were people who looked at that match on the card and said okay this is the match where we go to concession this is the match where i go and fix dinner in the kitchen before i come back to watch the rest of the show because they had that predisposition about the match before it ever started yeah. Which
1: was unfortunate, though, because the story, even though it was rushed, did have a lot of really good stuff. Like when they recapped that whole uh, video packages, both that they did on Raw, those were very, very good. It's just unfortunate that this story was rushed. And again, don't think the people necessarily had as much interest as you might have thought for the MMA rules match. So um, are we do we think that we're pretty much not going to see Ronda Rousey for a bit? Are you guys still expecting to see her or does it feel like this is it? Like this is the. You know, Shayna got her moment, and we might not be seeing Rhonda for a hot minute. Uh, Phil, any thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, I don't think we'll see Rhonda for a minute because I I just think Shayna going over kind of showed it that she's kind of done for now. If, you know, because I don't know what her contract situation is. The story we heard, of course, is that she's wrapping up her contract. Um, I don't know. I don't know what this means. This definitely felt like she's taking a break at the very least.
1: Reg, are you going to miss Rhonda? No. I like to ask Reg the hard questions.
3: (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, I'm happy that she put her friend over on the way out and they got to have that MMA style match. But Ronda was slow walking the dog through a lot of that stuff here. She was very bored for a bunch of her runs. So go kick it at home with your family and stream on the Internet. You'll have more fun doing that.
1: All right, well, we're going to go ahead and continue on with this card and talk about everything else that went down at SummerSlam. Uh, Please, if you guys want to get your questions, comments, or statements right here on the stream, you're more than welcome to send in a super chat. Y'all know how this works already. Or you can go ahead and send in a Humper Chat, and we will be reading your Humper Chats and your Super Chats as we get to the topic that it pertains to on the show. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into this match that I thought was one of the very best that we got in the night. Uh, Not number one per se but still very much up there and that is the intercontinental championship in which we saw gunther defeat drew mcintyre and now he's officially only 32 days away from breaking the record for the longest intercontinental title reign um this was a whole lot of fun we got a mess of chops we got mcintyre you know hitting him with a power bomb with the ddt i mean we got a couple of little near falls at one moment drew Drew McIntyre gets um, Gunther with this massive Claymore kick. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's over. But it ends up being uh, a near a, a near fall. And so finally, for the actual finish, we end up seeing both guys exchange uh, sh- strikes with each other. And then afterwards, we end up seeing Gunther uh, hit him with a splash, hit him with a clothesline, hit him with a powerbomb, and actually get the win. One, two, three. Uh, this one was big. Nick, I'm going to kick things off with you. How'd you feel about this one?
4: You want your five star matches. You want your Mac classics, not me. Pick me to be slapping me. That's how I feel about it. It was just a great match, uh, top to bottom. Uh, I truly enjoyed it. You know, Drew always puts on a good show, but Gunther is him, man. He's the next man up, if you ask me. And uh, I really enjoyed what he was able to do in that match. And uh, I'm looking, I, I can't wait for him to break the hoggy Talk man record. And then move on into the world title picture after that because he's just he's been that dude for years now on the Indies, NWW, uh, NXT UK, uh, in NXT, onto the main roster. He's just been that guy, and he's continued to evolve and just get better and better with time. So I'm I'm happy to see his trajectory, and can't wait to see what's next for Gupta.
1: Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing, like this one was the match to me that I felt like I was the most passionate about in terms of I really wanted to see Gunther win. And if he didn't, I was going to be so irritated by it. And so I really (laughs) felt like they had me throughout this entire match. Uh, Reg, how'd you feel?
3: Really good match. I think uh, Gunther has excelled in all of his big matches. Drew McIntyre has been chomping at the bit to kind of come back and have a big match like this. I thought all the stuff that they did was really strong. The chops, of course, are always amazing. Gunther was killing them with the power bombs. I hate the one, two, three countdown that Drew does before the Claymore. Stop doing that. I like that they made it a story today of Gunther like, I can hear the crowd chanting, dude. If I turn around, you're going (laughs) to take them out. No, I'm getting out of here here stop doing that <laughs> I'm happy that that's this one the main reason I want Drew McIntyre to go heel is so he stops doing that it's yes like, dude, just start kicking him in the mouth I can hear you set up the countdown I'm gonna duck but yeah beyond that <laughs> really strong match I think Drew McIntyre needs like I said to go heel because I want to see him as one of the challengers for Seth Rollins World mm-hmm. Heavyweight Championship I think he's earned the right to do that and uh uh face drew mcintyre just doesn't really do it do it for me chopping the ropes with the with the the sword and everything is not really my vibe i like that angry big nasty drew and i think he's on his way the thing with gunther that has me nervous is he's gonna beat this uh honky tonk man record and then they're gonna have him like just like forfeit the belt or like not lose or like some Uh, way of, not, you know what I mean? Just because it's been so long that they sometimes get to this point where they're like, okay. I mean uh, with Roman obviously, but they get to a point where it's like we've put this person over for so long now they can't lose. So Gunther will never lose. And like now this championship, the end of this record will just be like some dumb schmaz or something. And I wanted to put a stamp on somebody and it's really going to help put somebody over if they end up beating Gunther And that won't lose him momentum on his way to the top, so. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. If I do see Gunther lose the title, I want it to be because he's headed into the world heavyweight championship picture right. like that to me is the most satisfying outcome that we can get. We got a super chat here from Tim Weiner Jr. who says, I think that Drew beats him at the first PLE after Gunther breaks the record. Um, so it, it kind of feels like maybe they might do something like what you said. Either they keep him champion for so long that they don't mm-hmm. know who to actually pin him. Or they have them break the record and it's like, ah, ta-da, done already. Let's go with Drew McIntyre. Right. (laughs) Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Phil, what would you think about the entire match? And uh, where would you rank this one in terms of what you saw on the show tonight?
2: Yeah, I think it was one of the better matches. Gunther at this point doesn't have bad matches. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think the great thing about Gunther is everything he does stylistically is so simple it's not like he does anything that flashy he just comes out there and beats you down even if you consider him a cheater it's like nope he just adapts to what you does he outsmarts you and then he just beats you that's it and Mm -hmm. i think that's what makes him such a great villain it's like He's like one of those guys that doesn't come out there. Like, actually, he's the complete opposite of everything Roman does. He doesn't come out there and monologue you. He doesn't come out there and, like, have somebody else help him cheat. Nope, he just comes out there and definitively beats you. And I, I there's something about that I just love, man. And I thought this was good. It felt very similar to the WrestleMania match for that reason where it was like, hey, you think you got this guy beaten? he just comes back with a, match, a move out of nowhere and just power bombs you out of nowhere. It's like, nope, see you later was that a a
3: regal tribute that gunther was doing or he was just wearing those colors just because
2: uh you know what i did think that and i wasn't sure because i was Mm. like this is the first time we've seen him do the burgundy gear so i'm not sure
1: All Uh, right, and we got a couple of chats to get into. This one here is actually from a Schweiner24, and this is in regards to Brock Lesnar. He says, did anyone else notice that Brock left his gloves in the ring? Could he be done or just for now? Um, I didn't actually notice that. I I think I was so focused on the interactions with him and Cody that I didn't notice the glove thing. Uh, But if he clearly did, then what what are the implications of this? Uh, Do you actually think that this is, like, him saying ah, i'm gonna be gone for a bit what are we thinking here i think it was a
2: coincidence because yeah he, he took his gloves off to shake his hand and i thought that's what it was yeah. i didn't think it yeah. was like i don't think it was a symbolic thing and i was just too distracted by the fact that he tore up his shorts i was like whoa buddy <laughs>
3: and he, he draws off that boy and you know how wwe is if it was uh if it was a purpose, they would have zoomed in on the camera, yeah. and we, we would have yep. saw it. They wouldn't. It wouldn't have been some like, "Oh, did you guys see it?" They would have been like, "Look at this. Brock Lesnar yes. retiring. Don't forget."
1: They would have right. done a close-up zoom-in shot, and then they would have clipped it like twenty thousand times. We've been seeing all these different angles of the glove. Here's the glove from the right side. Here's the glove from the left side. All within like two seconds, right yeah. there. Yeah, Cole Cole
2: Cole would have paid. He would have showed. He would acknowledge it too. He'd have been like, "Look, he left his gloves in. What does this mean? Like, yeah, he yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. His, the commentary didn't even acknowledge it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think it's anything. I think it's a coincidence. Yeah.
1: All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, let's get into this next match here. And this is the match that I personally thought was the best of the night because the uh, the amount of just everything that went down, all of the near falls that we saw here, the back and forth, the every they packed so much into this like eighteen minute match. And this was Seth Rollins defeating Finn Balor uh, to retain the world heavyweight championship and for the uh, we ended up seeing the judgment day run out there and you would think at one point we're seeing seth rollins basically having like a four-on-one match and this guy is pretty much having all of the stacks uh you know based all of the odds stacked against him and for the actual finish we end up seeing priest leave his money in the bank briefcase in the actual ring and it was essentially for him i guess you can presume that He was maybe trying to get Finn Balor to use it as a weapon. It's not really made clear, but it ended up distracting. um, uh, The referee ended up getting distracted. And so when Balor went for the briefcase, Seth Rollins utilized that opportunity to stomp him onto the freaking briefcase. And Mm -hmm. so that was definitely enough to lay out finn balor and for seth rollins to get the win one two three he retains there um this was a match though that had a lot of stuff that went down here and it really had me going i don't know what they're going to do here there was moments where i swore that seth rollins was not going to kick out and he did at the like the very last second This was good stuff, man. Uh, Nick, I'm going to go ahead and kick things off with you. How would you feel about what you saw here with Seth and Finn? And given that we've seen them work a whole lot recently, clearly with the program that they've been doing, but this is not the first, this is not the second match we've seen with them. But this almost feels personally like my favorite match. What would you think?
4: They work really well together. Like Seth and Finn together really create magic. And I think that what the Judgment Day does Uh, It really adds to a lot of the matches that they're involved in, whether it's one-on-one, two-on-two. Their chemistry together and how they work together add to any kind of program that they're working. So them being added in, I love how they gave this match a good bit of time to get to that point where the Judgment Day came in, and then when the Judgment Day came in, all of the action, all of the work that they did went towards a purpose, went towards a goal, and it all worked together. I think that from the beginning to the end of this match everything worked well i seth to me is about the best guy working right now no matter what uh company it is uh what level it is seth is right there at the top of the list of guys that are in there doing their thing and him and finn together really <laughs> work well together i hope that finn gets his moment i know okay i hope <laughs> that finn gets his moment at some point because i think he deserves it but I love mm-hmm. how this match worked out tonight, and I think it was probably one of the better matches on the card, if not the best match on the card tonight.
1: So I sense that you, uh, you, tr- you, you caused some obvious reactions here with Phil and Reg. And Phil, I know how you feel about Seth Rollins, so I'm going to let you take the floor here <laughs> and listen, share your man. thoughts.
2: <laughs> I-, I had to listen to it for a whole month. People were like, Finn's winning. I'm, I kept saying, nope, not winning. And people, people, again, wouldn't believe me. And I'm like, nah, nah, my guy's going to win you're doubting him he came out here and i felt like i agree he had at least the second best match on this card um i thought this match was very good i thought the psychology of it uh finn coming out and trying to punish him for the shoulder um injury seven years ago and working the shoulder the entire match buckle bombing this man into the barricade the same way i thought all of that was brilliant um i thought the way that Seth came back and got got the two buckle bombs of his own were great um now I really enjoyed this. Um it could have it could have went off the rails when the when the judgment day came out cuz I got worried cuz I was like oh this is a lot of interference but <laughs> I think the finish of it actually worked and I I enjoyed this a lot.
1: So Reg, do you share uh your Grapp City partners thoughts here or do you not?
2: <laughs> no, I actually do. This is,
3: it was uh, it was funny when I was watching it cuz when the judgment day stuff started happening, I was like man, I hate this interference stuff but for the story and how they've been telling it, it actually worked in this match because mm-hmm. we went into this match kind of thinking that well Finn's kind of on the outs a little bit. He's he's different than the Damian has the briefcase, uh, Dominic's the North American champion, and and Rhea has the women's champion. So he's on the outs. Like he has to either win this match or uh he's you know some has to happen so we kind of expected some shenanigans to happen but when the shenanigans do happen they tell the good story and i like them having the briefcase added in on the finish yeah these guys work really well together um great for finn a lot that happened uh, built his stock he, he was kind of stuck in like a I, I don't know what place he was stuck in but this i think helped him out a lot right. but yeah for that championship, it has to be Rollins. Rollins needs to continue on with this trend, continue defending how he is, and uh, in every different way. I don't know who's going to beat him, though. I guess that's where we're kind of landing with it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, did, do you have any? Did you, did you see the McDonough tweet afterwards, where he was like, F- "Finn deserves better than this."
1: Wait, he tweeted that. But it's like, okay, I get it. Even if people, though, were, were upset that Finn Balor lost this match, I get it. There's people that were rooting for him and saying, you know, that he really needed this a lot more than Seth Rollins. But I feel like coming yeah. out of that match, I thought that they delivered so well in ring that if I was rooting for Finn Balor, I'm not going to be upset because that match was a great showcase.
2: No, no, mm-hmm. the, the wrestler, JD McDonough, tweeted out that Finn deserves better than Ennis. And I was like, ah... I've been thinking for a while, because we had that backstage segment where Finn was talking to him, and we never went back to that. And I was like, is he joining Judgment Day? Are we ever going to get a payoff to this? So I was like, ah...
1: Okay, there I see what are. you're saying. I thought you meant like he was being like legit. I, I didn't know you meant oh, like a character. No, 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 <laughs> no okay. the, the wrestler tweeted okay. I that. I was going to that, yeah. say that's pretty <laughs> kind of crazy that he would go out there and tweet that. Like that doesn't kind of make sense. So I thought it was weird. But okay, now I get what you mean by that. All right, all right. Uh, we got a super chat here from Tad. Uh, thank you so much to Tad who says, SRS wants super chats. I think this discussion is really good on its own. So $5 for Nick's Roku screensaver. <laughs> Shout right out
4: there. to the Roku.
2: Look at that, baby. I thought you I thought you were playing like one of those old um Sega Genesis games cuz it looks like a side scroller.
3: It looks like it.
2: <laughs> it does. It looks like a side scroller.
1: <laughs> I find those things. Oh no, man, it it scrolls. Relaxing.
4: It scrolls on the, on the Roku thing. Ah, okay. It scrolls. It's beautiful.
1: It oh. looks good. You know which one I like the Google one where you're just on the Chromecast and it changes like all of these different uh like different landscapes and you're in the ocean and you're in the mountains. Oh, this looks really cool. Anyways. Oh, yeah. We're going to go ahead. It does it on and- Apple TV, too. Yes, yes. I like that. It's very relaxing. All right, so <laughs> we're going to go ahead and get into the triple threat match. This was Bianca Belair defeating Asuka and Charlotte Flair to win the WWE Women's Championship, but then we actually ended up having a cash-in where Io comes in and she cashes in on the winning Bianca Belair and wins the championship. But the reason why she's able to actually defeat Bianca is during this they uh, had a spot where Charlotte throws out Bianca Belair and you don't really actually see what happens on the other side of the ring because we don't actually get a camera angle of this. But what you hear is a really loud thump on the steel steps and then all of a sudden they're showing Bianca and they play up this big angle that man I kind of fell for for like a hot minute. was there going, oh, my God, Bianca Belair is so injured. I'm so scared. Um, But it ended up being part of the story of the match. And at one point, Bianca is actually being taken out of this match. And then uh, she comes back in. And all of a sudden, she's going out there. And she goes to the top rope. And she hits a 450. And I'm like, damn, girl, you were just about to be carried out. Now you're out here hitting 450s. Um, And so this all led to her actually getting – uh, her actually getting the win here, and um, but then EO Sky comes in, she uses the briefcase, she takes that, ev- Bailey helps her, takes everybody out, and then she gets into the ring and she hits, she cashes in, she hits um, Bianca with the actual briefcase. That she was that she was hurt in and also in the head. And that is how she is able to go in there. She hits her moonsault. She gets the win. And now EO is the champ. So with that being said, Reg, I'll kick it off with you. Uh, overall, your thoughts on this women's match, the story that played out, and now seeing EO Sky's champion.
2: <laughs> it's so funny because I know this man really well. <laughs> 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 <Just to tell. laughs> it's hilarious, man.
3: <laughs> Trash. Cash in. That cash in, so cheap, so cheap, so cheap. Sacrifice to Bianca, title reign for that. Oh, it's in the record for one second. Dumb, stupid, the worst, idiotic. Charlotte's in there. I like there was part of this that I like. I love that 450 spot, and I like the Bianca winning spot. Charlotte gets hit with the miss. She rolls her over. Good. I liked it. We're good. I knew that was the worst idea in the world, though, because here comes damage control, blah, 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 bullshit. The thing that I hate about cash-ins, if you know the history of cash-ins, they change the way that they work every time. Sometimes the referee comes in and he's like, you have to wait till the wrestler gets up. We can't start this match till the wrestler's standing up and they're ready to go. Sometimes you get in there and you can just hand it in and you could pin them and you could do whatever you want. They mix it up too many times. Like, I need an established rule how I can do this. <laughs> and I just run in and say, start the match, dude, do this, yes. Or remember when Mike Kyoto was like, are you sure?
2: No, he are was giving sure He really was giving Carmella this? a lot of problems, bro. I don't know. Yeah.
3: He would walk for two seconds, and then he'd look back. He'd be like, Carmella, are you sure? Like, it's like all these different rules. And so that just, like, drives me crazy. So many reasons why this is dumb. And, like, we want to see EO and Asuka, and that didn't play a part of any of the dumb cash-in story. So, oh, God.
0: How, how many people do we need on one show? We're, we're just racking up the invoices at this point. You guys, I'm going to be living in a crack house by the end of this show. I'm not going to be able to afford anything. I'm, I'm at Ford the Field, though. In the invoice
4: chat. You put the I, announcement I, in the I chat can't, can't hear chat. you all. Leave
0: I it. can't hear you all. This is my official live report. Now I can invoice this show, too. Okay. First of all,
2: I Wait, don't believe that they
1: anything about the report, though. Uh,
2: First of all, I don't believe that there are any crack houses in Kentucky. I think that this man is a liar.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: Wait, <laughs> so maybe a liar. In maybe in Louisville, possibly.
1: What just heard, happened? There's gotta be crack houses in Kentucky, <laughs> what? right? <laughs> what the follow I up I thought that. was going to
2: be. But all right.
1: What is What? Isn't There like crack houses everywhere? Yeah, I'm sure. So.
2: I'm sure. sure. But look, man, it's Kentucky. Man. I, sure. I, 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 sure. I, I, yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Okay. And I guess we're never getting the actual live reports of Sean's out the door. Uh, where mm-hmm. the hell were we at? Okay, we were talking about the women's match. Okay. So here's the thing, Reg, you kind of, you know, you completely buried the the, the finish, right? You didn't yeah, like the yeah. story. You buried it. You buried that thing 10 feet under, man. I mean, mm-hmm. Done. Trash, trash. Here's the thing though is that I actually did not mind the actual story of it all with Io coming in and the injury angle that they did. I did like all of that. What I didn't like was the actual matchup. I thought the matchup, considering the three competitors that you had in there, Bianca, Charlotte, and... um, and Asuka, I'm sorry, but like, I just thought that this match wasn't necessarily as clean as all of these competitors are used to having with their matchups. Mm-hmm. There was moments where I could hear Charlotte talking during this match, which was <laughs> odd. I heard her tell Asuka at one point, no, the other side. And then I was sudden Oscar see Asuka moving to the other side. And I'm like, I should not be noticing that. I have crappy headphones with my mm-hmm. audio is so crappy and I could still hear that. So yeah. I'm thinking about people whose audio is actually great. And hearing this. So, um, with that being said, uh, Phil, how do you feel about this match?
3: And I just complained about it earlier and on, on our show. EO Sky lost last night. Why do they always have to make the green based people losers? I, in my brain, these are losers. Why are you giving championships to losers? She they always book the I... Money
2: in the Bank winner that way. I, I, I We just talked about this on the podcast. They always do it that way. Um I... Oh, I hate to say this because I love everybody in this match. I didn't think this match was good. Uh, This match, it, it was very clunky. There were spots where, like you said, you could hear Charlotte very visibly calling spots. Like There was a spot where she's like, going for a chop and then she's like one more and i'm like okay cool um it it looked very much like you can see them setting up spots at points where you could see them getting in place for spots you could see them like moving around to get into the right position it was just not it was just very clumsy all around and i mean there were spots of this that i did like but overall i didn't think this was good this was like this was very messy and i thought even like I bit on the entry angel, like at first, cause it sounded awful. Like she let out that scream when she hit, she hit that big thump. And she sold it very well. Um, even the way they were pulling her out, Bianca sold it very, very well. But I thought having her come back in like that afterwards was uh, it was a very odd decision. When you have a, cause this is what I immediately thought. When she was going out, I was like, Oh, well, this is how we're gonna introduce EO because Bianca's gonna get out and then EO is gonna use her briefcase to yeah. just enter the match. And then they didn't, she just came back in the match and then she won. I was like, okay. So EO has not had any like back and forth with anybody in this match, but Asuka. So I thought if, if she was gonna cash in on anybody, it would have been Asuka. Cause that's the person she's been having back and forth with for almost a year. And so for Bianca to win here, I was like, okay. This kind of cements that this storyline ever since Charlotte has been back, has been solely about Bianca and Charlotte, and Oscar's just there for the ride. And I, so everything about that I did not like. I didn't care for the finish, and then I wasn't great. It, I did. I wasn't a fan of the execution of the I mean, cash-in, but I thought the outcome was great. Happy for EO. I thought it was great that they introduced Dakota back in, and they had the three yes. of them standing tall as Very a cool. callback from a year ago when they came together. I thought all of that stuff was really good, but Boy, the the journey there, (laughs) it it, it was a struggle, but I thought the outcome of it was good. And I think they had good moments in it, but this was not anybody in this match's best uh, performance.
1: Which is weird because these these competitors don't usually have bad performances. I'm sorry, but I've only seen maybe one bad Bianca Belair match. And that was the one with Alexa Bliss. And they just did not have chemistry together. But everything else has always been a hit. So this was very, very disappointing. Um, But, you know, I feel like I was still trying to find, you know, the positives in this because I did get excited with the actual cash in and all Mm -hmm. of that. Uh, Nick, where are you at on all of this? So how would you feel about the actual matchup and then the story portion of the match?
4: In the words of any great Baptist preacher, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Um, (laughs) I think that I don't think the match was bad. I just think it didn't live up to expectation because of the people who were in the match. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think there were some things that could have been cleaner, but I don't think it was a bad match. I just don't think it lived up to expectation. I love the sell from Bianca Belair. She sold that like death. Like she mm-hmm. looked like she got shot. And in Detroit, that wouldn't have been too unbelievable. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <great>. <laughs> so, Pretty regular in Detroit. <laughs> just just to say that that seemed like it would be a regular thing in Detroit. But the cash in, I'm gonna have to disagree with my my compatriot here and say that I actually enjoyed the cash in because I called it like a week ago, because this is what I wanted to see. I wanted EO to cash in. I want her to keep the title. I want them to set up a one-on-one between Charlotte and Bianca at payback, then have Oscar and EO going yeah. at each other for the title yeah. and having, and I, th- this is what I would <laughs> like to see. This is just me. You, you have yours. Let me have mine. I, I want to see this. And then down the line, I want Shayna. I wanted Shayna to win. I wanted Shayna to get a face run on Raw. Her to beat Rhea for the title. I want to see EO and Shayna one-on-one at Survivor Series champ versus champ. This is my personal thing that I want to see. It probably ain't going to happen, but dang it, let me live my dreams.
1: Hey man, I'm all for you living your dreams. Do you do what you wanted to? Do? Is there <laughs> one or I, I appreciate okay. the passion here, Nick. I appreciate the passion. The, all right.
3: Don't so, do and don't do injury angles because Bianca left the match with her bad knee and then she came back by hitting a 450 on that same
2: bad knee.
4: Just don't right. do like. What's this the is point of this? this. This is, Which is what I'm saying. The bad knee. Which knee was the bad knee? The,
2: the right one, I think.
1: Because <laughs> no, she kept ramming then. both of them. It's, and then Charlotte had her in that figure eight for like a pretty good amount of time. Like, I felt like it was a little too long. Where I was like, "Okay, girl, you just went through all that." I thought like, you, you, should, yeah. "You should have stopped right there," you know?
2: She yeah. was
4: still in it during the pin. Let's not forget. <laughs> she was still in the figure four while she was pinning Oscar. Let's, let's Keep that in mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So this, not the best work, but this was a mess. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was a mess. It's
2: unfortunate. Um, but I'm excited for where we're going. EOS champion is great. Um, if if this gets us to EO and Asuka finally, great. I feel like it would have made more sense if she cashed in on Asuka. You could have at least gave Asuka one title defense here. Uh, I just said, I hate how they book Asuka. I hate it. I despise 100%. it. <laughs> and she's
1: I, I hate
2: it, man. Yes, I just hate how they book her, man.
1: All right, we got a couple of uh, Super Chats and Humper Chats to get into. So here we go. This one is from Sweeney Zach, who says, My eight-year-old daughter just had her first ever wrestling heartbreak. She loved Bianca was so happy oh. she won. Then the uh, breakage, she just looked at me shocked with tears in her eyes, repeating, but Bianca won. They just said she won rite of passage. It happened, guys. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a moment where they get their heart broken in wrestling. Nah. Sorry. All right, we got bizarro Big L who says, is anyone shocked by any match? I feel like every one of these matches was predicted thoroughly and very few in a satisfying way. But even so, the truest thing said on the show was Corey, quote, I know what a disappointed woman's face looks like.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I do think most of the outcomes were predictable, but. I would say out of the matches, the first match, yeah, we knew Logan Paul was going to win, but I still think that ended up being a very good match, and I still think the finish of it made Ricochet look great. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, and we got another one here from Dan V 900 who says, WWE has never done this, but all anyone has to do when getting cashed in on is to do a low blow, get a DQ, and you're still the champ. Do it once at least. Hmm, thoughts on this, what Dan V 900 had to say.
2: We've never seen anybody do that. I don't think so. I feel like we've seen somebody do something like cheap to escape a cash in and, and roll out of the ring and get out of there.
4: I think Is it was just... before the person actually cashed in, though. I don't know. If yeah, I, to I, I to think cash. that's what he
2: meant. I think he meant if somebody runs in with a briefcase to like low blow them and then get out of there before they could give the briefcase to the referee.
4: Mm. I think he's meaning like during the match and get disqualified, like let them cash in. Then they come to get at you. You uh, give them a low blow, get disqualified. But since you're the champion, you still get to keep the title.
2: Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the champion's event. Why, why would you do that?
4: Because <laughs> you're a coward. That's why. That's why you do that.
2: So <laughs> you, you waste the cash in doing that? That sounds awful. Well,
4: I mean, that, the, the company wouldn't do that. No, but he said just like logically speaking, why wouldn't somebody, if you're the champion, do that to escape somebody cashing in on you? Mm. Yeah, but, that's
1: how I understood it too. Right? Yeah.
4: But he's actually ma- is he's trying to make it sound like things in wrestling make sense. Things in wrestling do not make sense. Absolutely not. So I stop was trying thinking, to stop trying to make wrestling make sense. I, Let I, us love I, the things we love.
2: I, I thought the same thing. I was thinking that when Reg was like, "What are the rules to this cash?" and I'm like, "It's wrestling. There are no rules to any of this stuff. It's very inconsistent."
4: No. The no. rules to tribal combat were supposed to be no one in the family can get
1: involved. So what happened we'll, with
2: that? We'll we'll get there. Give it give it time, Nick. Okay. Wait, till we, wait till we get there.
1: We're getting there right now. Let's go right to it. We had the tribal combat match between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso for the WWE Universal Championship. And also the title of uh, tribal chief was essentially on the line, too. And um, this was this was a very, very lengthy match. I'll tell you that right now. Um, this was interesting because... So Roman won. He, he won this match. But... We ended up getting this tribal combat match. They didn't necessarily give us any actual rules heading into this. Okay. There wasn't any actual rules. I know what you mentioned about the uh, no family members that was mentioned on Smackdown apparently. And so <laughs> <laughs> this here, I'm going to go out and say it. I really thought that it being a tribal combat match that they were going to be incorporating weapons immediately right away they were wrestling this match this was a normal match for a good like 10-ish minutes where there wasn't any like weapon use or anything like that and then finally we did get uh you know a whole mess of you know chairs we got kendo stick usage usage we got a couple of table spots but at this point it kind of felt like we had already been through a lot and then at one point they end up fighting into the actual crowd and then they come back we see a couple of spots where um We see Sola Sokoa come in, he comes in and, uh, Sokoa attacks Jay, but Jay ends up super kicking him and then uh, splashes him right into the announce a table. And so finally, we end up seeing Jay Spear, Roman Reigns, and the crowd essentially is like, oh, my God, because this is the spot that they had really been teasing the last couple of weeks of this is how this was an opportunity for Jay Uso to actually defeat Roman Reigns. And then finally, we see somebody come in with a hood. And at this point, I think we all knew who it was. And it ended up being Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso comes in and he ends up super kicking Jay, And this essentially allows Roman Reigns to spear Jay into the corner table and get the actual pinfall and Roman Reigns retain. And so here we are again with another, I guess you can say, swerve. Um... Phil, Reg, Nick, I'm seeing the disappointments in your faces right now. I feel like I broke just really bad news to you guys. But I'm going to be real, and I'm going to start you guys off with this. This doesn't make sense. And they're doing anything to keep this going at this point. Phil, I'll kick things off with you. How did you feel about the match and Jimmy turning on Jey Uso?
2: Um, This match, uh, I... (sighs) i think this this formula for roman matches is just not hitting for me no more man i've seen it enough now and it's just like i'm just ready i'm ready for them to do something different man they do the same kind of plotting pace to it and that works for his matches but if you're gonna sell me on this is tribal combat and it's something different then like you said why wasn't there any like real plunder here why wasn't there any like weapon all of this stuff felt like we got to keep this as safe as possible it has to be as sanitary and it has to make roman look as as picture perfect as possible this guy never looked like he was in duress in in this match at all man and i just man we the three of us were on a podcast after wrestlemania and i sat here and said it then and i feel the same way i'm over this man is champion i i get it he's a star i get it. he's a draw i get all of these things I am bored to death of his Champions because it's the same thing over and over again. It's the same match. It's the same finish. This is the same finish for WrestleMania. It's the exact same finish. Is it not? Somebody comes out in the hood and, and it's, it's, a, it's a betrayal, helps this guy win. It's the exact same finish. Do something else. Please do something else. Anything else.
1: Reg. What was your big takeaway from this?
3: Uh, I'm gonna tell you which part I liked about it, Denise. I really like Jay Uso's white pants. Those are cool, man. Oh,
2: yeah. you know what? Else, you know what else I liked before yeah. you said that, Jay? Yo, Jay coming out and rocking the crowd. That visual of him rocking the crowd, awesome. Mm-hmm. That was the best thing of the entire match.
3: Really cool. Great gear. Just uh he looked phenomenal. Then the bell rang. And these <laughs> guys. You would have thought two grandpas were having a match out here. I Man, thought Cody Rhodes was slow walking the dog in his match of Brock Lesnar. They said, let me show you this, bro. You want to see slow? We'll show you slow. Why are you lying to me? No one can be here except for Solo who could just do whatever he wants. He can hang out. No one from the family could be here. Who the hell is Solo? Isn't he their cousin or brother or something? He's right here the whole match. The referee's watching him hang out here. Why are you lying to me? <laughs> then the matches, it's still happening. I'm like, okay, maybe we're going to get this. Who wants to see Jimmy and Jay against each other? You just told me they were the greatest tag team of all time. Why in the world would I want to see them wrestle, dude? This is supposed to be a family, but all the families fighting together? Go to therapy, you guys, because this is working <laughs> out. What's going on here isn't working out. This isn't the way. We saw that Phil said we saw this at WrestleMania. We saw this at Clash at the Castle. So, Solo yes. did this exact spot today. Three,
2: three defenses in a row. We've seen the same finish.
3: <laughs> what is, why are you doing this to us, man?
2: Well, I'm sorry. Elimination Chamber was in the middle of there. So, it wasn't in a row, but we've seen it finish three times. It wasn't in a row, but we've seen it three times. <laughs>
1: And here's the thing too. So, you know, we're talking about Jimmy coming in and essentially turning on Jay and here's the thing that I can't get past and I'm kind of stuck in this moment and that is do you remember that awesome moment on Smackdown at least I thought it was awesome when Jay was kind of basically teasing the fact that he was gonna be upset with Jimmy over when he was they were doing Jay's uh Jay's decision that was the whole thing that they promoted on Smackdown what is gonna be Jay Uso's decision is he gonna stick with Roman is he gonna stick with with um with Jimmy Uso and the whole time they were trying to get him to turn against jimmy and there was a moment where you actually thought he was and then he sold it so nicely when he said he wasn't and so they hugged and they're brothers and so to me that was basically the you know what nothing's gonna tear them apart also rewind because jimmy was the one who super kicked Roman Reigns in the <laughs> first place. He was the one who turned on Roman. He was the one who convinced Jey Uso to do all of this. So now all of a sudden, you you just decided to do that out of nowhere and then go back to Roman Reigns? Like, what is the explanation here? Uh, Nick, break it down for us. How would you feel?
4: <clears throat> so over the past couple of weeks on SmackDown, if you've been paying attention, because I was there in Lafayette, I was there... Uh, In New Orleans for the past couple of weeks for SmackDown, there was always a moment where either Roman or Paul would say, Jimmy, the reason you're in the hospital is because of your brother. Mm -hmm. You know, Jimmy gets put in the ambulance. And what's the first thing that Jay does? Does Jay go to the uh, hospital with his brother? No. What does he do? He goes to the ring, he challenges Roman, he wants a title shot. And this is the same. And remember, this, it always, Jay going after Roman always ends up hurting Jimmy because a lot of the callbacks in this match tonight, go back to hell in the cell, 2020, you know, the, the, the strap where Jimmy's whipping Roman. We saw that in the hell in the cell as well. And a lot of these spots go back to that when Roman ended up choking out Jimmy just to get Jay to say, I quit. So there's some emotional baggage with Jimmy when it comes to Jay versus Roman. Because in both of those matches, Jimmy had a pivotal role there. And now he has a pivotal role tonight in the match between Roman and Jay for Tribal Combat. So I see where the Jimmy heel turn would come from. I can also see where it looks stupid to some people because they're like, you were talking about why you wanted breaking up? Why do you want to break up Jimmy and Jay? No, I don't want to see Jimmy and Jay broken up, but I can understand why they would do it because of the storyline that they're trying to push. With the tribal chief, with the bloodline, with the Usos, with Roman, with uh, 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 Solo, and all of this stuff that's going on. What I will say is this. I think, and I saw somebody say this on uh, X or Twitter or whatever the hell you want to call it now. <laughs> I, I saw somebody say this. The other, uh, Might have been tonight. Uh, four corners match. Fatal four Way, All four of them against each other. Jay versus Jimmy versus Roman versus Solo. Because really, at this point, as long as this story has been going for three years now, where else can we go? Let's really be honest. You say you're tired of the storyline. I get it. I understand. But if this is what they want to continue rolling with, because we've already gotten the news that this is going to end when Roman. This is not over until Roman says it's over. So if this is where we're continuing to go, what else are they going to do at this point? Oh God! Of course, of course, Sean. That's why I'm. I am back. <laughs> You put the announcement in the invoice chat, so don't talk and, about invoices now because that's where you put it. So let, let's not even do
0: that. Uh, well, setting listen. you
1: straight. Setting you straight.
0: <laughs> Basically, you all are, are saying this show is over whenever the fuck you want.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey man, paywall, paywall. Don't put no. that out here now. Wait until we get no Select.
0: I am back from uh, the show. I'm at the hotel, but I just attended the presser. There wasn't a ton of newsworthy stuff there. Uh, Triple H claimed it was uh, highest grossing SummerSlam, highest grossing non-WrestleMania PLE. Uh, They always
1: are. Yeah,
0: of course. He said uh, he claims that Vince McMahon is not involved in day-to-day. Well, I'm sure that's true now that he's on like fresh off spinal surgery, but that just uh,
2: and, and the feds is watching, exactly. <laughs>
0: outright not true up until this. Uh, Dakota Kai, nowhere near a return, but I did think that was very cool that she was there for that moment. She said that she's still right. a, a long, long ways away. Uh, LA Knight <laughs> said that he time traveled after his victory in order to film that Slim Jim commercial, uh, to, to get it done. Uh, in reality, Fightful Select reported pretty much what you would guess is that this match was created specifically for this new sponsorship, which I did hear over this week. It is a massive, massive sponsorship. I even sarcastically told a PR person, we better have some Slim Jims in the press box. And it was littered with Slim Jims.
2: I was about to say, y'all got your wish. I saw the pictures. Y'all, y'all had y'all were swimming in them.
0: There it's were plenty it. of slim Jims there. There were. There were a lot of them. And those hot ones are hot. They're very, very hot. Um, Logan hot Paul, they, yeah, they did everything they could to get him to his brother's fight. He actually made it, which is cool. Uh, Ronda Rousey, I think we all knew this, but she did push very early to put Shayna Baszler over. Um, Kyrie Sane, people asking about that. I have at least heard there have been talks. I haven't confirmed that a deal is done or anything like that. Uh, but uh, I think... She-
2: she announced a press conference on her Twitter page tonight. So okay, interesting. So
0: she'll she'll probably confirm it herself. But mm-hmm. uh I think perhaps the most interesting thing said during this press conference was somebody, I think Connor Casey maybe asked how far into this we were, and or maybe it was Bill Pritchard. And Paul Heyman said, bottom of the third inning. No. To which I had dozens of replies that said mercy rule, pitch clock, yes. anything,
2: rain something. delay, any get get us out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <That's>
0: right, <laughs> something get us out, Jeez get us out of here, bro. Please. Wait,
2: wave it off, bro. It's, it's it's over.
0: Tonight was the time when I felt like, yeah, this this really really reaffirmed that Cody should have won that title, like. And, and we've, we've all known it for a very, very long time, but it's very, very clear.
3: They could have still been telling the same story without that championship. Exactly. This championship didn't
0: add nothing to this match tonight. Because to me, the thing that he wears around his neck and the title, head of the table, tribal chief, is as important as any championship in WWE. We're talking oh. Yokozuna, Rikishi, The Rock, Afa, Sika, Samu, all those guys. You're, th- you're talking about the head of all uh, of all that. That we have seen is just as important because we know that one day The Rock can stroll in after buying somebody a house mm-hmm. <laughs> and say, yeah, I've always been the head of the table. I've always been the tribal chief. Like, maybe I'll throw you a movie role here and there, but you're not me. You're not him. I, I don't know. I think you could still do all of this, all of that, and, and have... Whatever. I'm just here to report the news.
1: Sean, talk to us about the crowd reactions because there are some ones that I'm curious about. I want to (laughs) start off with the with the uh, Ronda Rousey Shayna Baszler match. What
0: crowd reaction?
1: I want. I like from we're watching on TV and we can see people leaving. Was it like worse and obviously in person?
0: Well, I was up in those sting seats, so uh, I my binoculars. <laughs> now. You weren't
1: watching Summerslam, bro. You were watching freaking WinterSlam. That's how yeah. hard you work.
0: <laughs> By the time, yeah, I thank God I was making shorts with my phone, so I had I had the phone zoomed in on 20x, so I could see what was going on there. Uh, I mean.
3: Yeah. I mean, would you like me to tell you about the card? Because I don't know yeah. if
0: you saw it. <laughs> Roman Reigns
3: <laughs> <Raines laughs> won uh Jimmy Uso returned. I don't know if you've seen it.
0: That's why I'm here. I want to know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the reason. so the ronda Shane match. That's that's absolutely my shit. I, I love that stuff. But yeah. that's that's how I came up, it's how how my trainers trained and all that stuff. I love that. But there's a reason why it's not massively successful in pro wrestling. That's Unless what we were talking about. Like it yeah. probably would have hit
2: like at somewhere like um, Bloodsport. That would have cooked. And yeah, that it was just was the wrong audience for it. Been
0: fired. Completely agree with that. So I, I was a little bummed, but not surprised. I will say, Ronda and Shayna probably had that match 500 times on the mats, that's like amazing. just playing around because that, that's what you do. Um, but yeah, uh, man, the crowd got cooking for Finn Balor and Seth, like. They were very quiet. And then by the end of that, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, at, Drew was very over as well. LA night, massively over. It, I think perhaps my favorite thing was just, you heard, heard how happy everybody was for Bianca. And then you heard how, how happy everybody was for Eo, Like within two minutes of one another. Like it was very, very cool. Uh, those, those were neat to experience. Uh, but L.A. Night finally getting that one was cool because everywhere you go in Detroit, you're hearing that. You're hearing, yeah, over and over and over again. Just you'd hear it from one end and then somebody over there would hear it. And then you hear it there. And I'm talking like at the at the breakfast shop, you'd hear it.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. He, he's he's one of the few guys I hear his chant at A.W. shows like there was a guy at the collision Day, uh, premiere. And he was dressed as LA Knight. He was he was getting a year <laughs> chance started. He was the guy that punk at the end um motioned to in the crowd because he had to sign up that said CM Junk. Ah yes.
0: Mm. Okay. What um, about the crowd
1: reaction for uh for Jimmy turning on Jay?
0: It was a, it was kind of shock type of stuff. Um It felt like the crowd in unison was like Cody should (laughs) have (laughs) won. And listen, Jay is over massively. Like for all the talk of the merch sales stuff. And I've seen some correct, some incorrect stuff. I got to look at some statements this week and Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso are on some of these lists. Like, And there were a lot of people in WWE who didn't know if they would still be on that list separate of the bloodline because prior it was all of them grouped together, all of them and Paul, all of them. But now the Usos are just, they're doing great on their, well, who the hell knows? Now you got to divide that in half. (sighs)
1: So Sean, overall, your experience at SummerSlam, hit, miss, favorite parts?
0: I mean, I got to interview Cody for like a half hour. That was Pretty cool. That was Mm -hmm. nice. Um, Scrums, fun, all that good stuff. Didn't get to go into the Superstore. The line was insane for the Superstore. It was wrapped around the block. So they were selling a lot of merch. I I haven't watched
2: this Cody interview yet, but have you asked his opinion on AEW's women's division?
0: Oh. (laughs) I, I will say that we had a brief conversation about that situation right before the interview. And that's where I'll leave that.
1: <laughs> oh damn, what a tease. What a tease.
2: I, I lined uh, that one right up for you, buddy. Put it right on the did, glass for you. We did have really, a great conversation
0: in. and and like kind of to address that, people are like, Yeah, well, why'd you give her a platform? What platform? YouTube? Like every- she I had media interviews, now. She had media interviews set up this weekend. She hit me up. She said, I would like to tell this story. I said, Okay. I said three things in an hour. And I hit up AEW and I said, here's what's up. Would you like to comment on it? I reached out to Dustin. I made an effort to reach out to Ruby. Uh, I, Ruby doesn't have her DMs open. We don't have prior contact. AEW said, we're probably not going to comment. Uh, Dustin just said, "Psych." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I will say this. <laughs> I was I was told that that wasn't coordinated from PR, but it was coordinated elsewhere mm-hmm. within the company. And- mm-hmm that but uh people were asking me well what's your take on it well i've had positive experiences with literally everybody mentioned from lufisto to to brit to ruby to dustin to uh, all of them i've had great experiences with all of them i can't speak for her i can't speak for them but uh if you're sitting there saying like oh my god you kicked up so much drama well guess what it would have been kicked up on wrestle zone this weekend or se scoops or somewhere else so uh here's what i say get smooth the fuck over it grow up and maybe stop complaining whenever the hard questions don't get asked or the hard stuff doesn't get tackled this is, and, then, and then when it does, you worry about the, it. So. We're
2: in the same place because they'll get on here every time we do scrums and they're like, ask hard questions, ask hard questions. Alright, well yeah, look.
3: Yeah. Why are you asking those hard questions? You're stirring up controversy. Do you <laughs> want a sandwich or not? Are we AEW Shields are we AEW Shields? <laughs> you want a sandwich or not? <laughs> I don't understand this, man. We we can't be both. It doesn't work <laughs> that way. You sad what you're not. Can't it's be fucking both.
0: hilarious. <laughs> I just want them to get on the same page about whose payroll I'm on because Fightful has never – well, listen. I have never taken a check from AEW, WWE, or a wrestler. Uh, you know what? We've got independent contractors here that can do whatever the fuck they want because I think it would be really shitty of me to be like, hey, guys who aren't contracted to us full-time – you can't do this, do that. And I've never had any concern about bias or anything like that. Let me tell you, Denise buries everything. All Denise buries everything equally. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've never Some worried about
1: will that. people would disagree
0: with that. Yeah, well, you know what? They don't know what they're talking about. And I've been doing this media shit for a long time. And here's what I'll say. If you think you can do better, if you think there's a void, fill that void. Be, fill that niche. And then do good and become successful. And if you find it interesting, somebody else will find it interesting. So yeah, that's about all I got to say about that. Boom. If you all
3: think righty. you can do it, it do it, dude. We have all the same resources. Sean, I, I used to, to have nothing better than you. Just go for it.
0: I used to whine and bitch about Justin LeBar all the time. And then Justin LaBar hit me up and he goes, why don't you do it? And he was very nice about it. Nicer than I would be. And he goes, well, why don't you just do it? And I was like, shit, he's right. Was, I'm whining because I'm not putting in the work. I'm bitching and moaning because he's out there doing something that I wanted to do and I thought I could do better than him. And he's like, well, then go do it. What's stopping you? And the answer was nothing. Nothing was stopping me. I could go out there and do it. That's what I did. So there you go. And, so he and you just know, just hit
1: you with a slogan, just do it. Pretty much.
0: Pretty much. Went to the <laughs> Nike outlet today, too. Went to the stock X secret store. Two. That's what happened in Detroit.
2: Did you get a a
0: pair of uh, Wolf Grays? I didn't. Shame. I I did try on the Seth boots, though.
1: How were they? Heavy? Well, he is
0: lying. He is never going to work a full match in those. I'm shocked that he was able to do a stomp. I am very, very shocked he was able to do that. Like, I tried to do the Super Mario jump, and it was (laughs) not, not occurring whatsoever. It was... Just not a thing. But um, guys, if, if this week and especially that interview, if anybody can take one lesson from that interview that I did with Lufisto, it's even if you don't think that she has some points, maybe somebody does about maybe not being an asshole so much to people who aren't assholes to you, whether it be her or anybody else or anything like, listen, all you got to do is leave people alone if you ain't got anything nice to say. And generally, your life will go a lot better. Professor Nick does that really well. Look at him; he's never. You're never involved in shit. Nope. Me too, Sean. Say that about me too. Well, I <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm never
1: involved in anything. Wow, he just ditched us like that. That's messed up. So Reg and I, I were apparently run, problem starters. Oh, he ran. <laughs> we out here beefing with everybody.
2: Ran from the smoke, man. Who wanted? <laughs> All
1: yeah. right, well, we got to get into these uh, Humper Chats and Super Chats. So let's get to them because we got a long list here. Um, this one is here from Love for Boost who says, WWE got go away heat with me and they announced Kid Rock as the host. CM Punk wore the perfect shirt tonight. Pretty sure it was a shot at Kid Rock. Uh, I didn't see because so I haven't watched Collision yet. Um, did any of you guys see the shirt?
2: He, he had a... Uh... He had a trans flag instead of the Chicago flag. Right. Under his uh, logo. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Nice. Got it. Um, we got another one here from uh, Patrick Ferugia who says, dream matches for a returning Kyrie. Love ya. So I st- um, we still don't seem to know like the actual details of this Kyrie situation. But just to answer Patrick's question, um, uh, what would you like to see from Kyrie if we were to see her return in WWE?
2: I mean, I wanted her to challenge Oscar for the title, but I don't seem like that's going to happen. So maybe we'll get the EO match that we didn't get seeing as she left uh, NXT before. You know, we've seen EO and and Kyrie, of course, wrestle a lot in stardom, but we haven't seen that in the States. I think that would be cool.
1: All right. And we have another one here from Hunter Tillman and uh this was before uh you know we still haven't gotten the confirmation yet that Kyrie Sane has returned, but I guess there's people, you know, buzzing about it on the internet. So Kyrie, I was just excited uh me sorry. Uh Hunter Tillman was actually just excited about the possibility of even seeing maybe the Kabuki Warriors become a thing again. And mm-hmm. also says uh thanks for the watch along Denise your best and what good Phil. So thank you so much to Hunter. And if we were to see Kyrie come back like kabuki warriors man we up for it reg
3: yeah i like it because I, I want the, i feel like oscar got the raw end of this whole deal here that happened tonight and there needs to get something more for oscar oscar always gets screwed in these kind of positions throughout her whole career so yeah getting her back into kabuki warriors i think would be pretty lit and if they did a one-on-one match would also be pretty lit so yeah
1: We actually got another one here from Broadway Joe who says EO and Bailey versus Asuka and Kyrie. Give me what I want.
3: That's hot. Yep. I like it. All right. Mm -hmm. And we
1: got a bunch of super chats here in regards to Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. So I'm gonna go ahead and get right into them. Here we go. This is the hottest topic of the evening. We got Mr. Acosta who says Cody losing was the right call. Good night. Love ya.
2: Yeah, you get up and get up out of here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good night to you
2: for being here. See you later, buddy. Get up out of here, buddy.
1: And Simmons211 says this was one of the dumbest heel turns I've seen in a while. Jimmy literally was the one who turned first against Roman. Now I have to wait until WrestleMania for Cody, who I really don't want to see either. He's not wrong here with the Jimmy thing. I'm literally talking about <laughs> The that. Jimmy
2: turn makes no sense. It is, it is specifically just to stretch the bloodline stuff out because they had nowhere else to go with it. I do agree with what Nick said earlier. There is subtext. There's reason for you to be upset because Roman did, did what he always does. He does. He did the gaslighting. He's like, oh, you you don't really care about your brother. You know, soon as soon as he left, you act for your title match. All of that is true. But this still makes no sense because I do not want to see this. He's going to lose the match anyway. Why are you stretching this out? He's the GOAT. Gaslighting on another level. Make it, that
4: it, on another it, here, Yeah, Here. Here's, here's a
2: question for you, Nick. Do you have any interest in him wrestling Jay again? Who, Roman? Yes.
4: Sure. I can see it one more time. I, I <laughs> asked ask that give him because. Give it to again. Give it to I him ask... him again.
2: I ask that because he's going to lose again. you you doing the interference does not belabor the fact that he's going to lose again. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. It, It feels pointless. It feels like this is a We know where this is going. We know where it's ending. Why are we still doing it?
1: Right. This felt like it should have been the end all of this whole portion of this story and then move on from there, um, at least with something that made more sense. So one of the things that I tweeted out, by the way, was asking people what they thought about uh, the turn. And we got one here from Matt James, who says that this is his response to my tweet. And he says, my response to Denise's tweet was that this isn't Jimmy helping Roman. This is Jimmy not trying to take a backseat to his brother. I said, Fatal 4-Way at Survivor Series. Uh at the end of the day, he's still helping Roman though, right? Like that's still like the thing. It's, so it's, yeah. So what do we think about this one?
2: I, I do think that this is leading to Solo eventually turning and we're probably gonna get the four way match for the title. Um sure, but uh I I just don't care. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> I, I like care. how you tried to care. You tried. You tried. I, it, but it, it is
2: going to be the four way match. I just don't care about him as champion anymore. It, it's Cody's time, bro. It has been Cody's time.
1: <laughs> and for this next one, I actually want Reg to uh, give some thoughts on this one here. This is from The Line Drive, who says Heyman is on an all time BS spewing spree on the SummerSlam Pest press conference, even by dying of ECW standards. Quote, bottom of the third, he says F that. This is in regards to him saying they're in bottom of the third
3: um if anything that paul Heyman's gonna do he's gonna lie so like i'm not surprised about paul Heyman coming on here and lying he's gonna keep saying that he's gonna keep pushing the narrative that this is gonna go on forever but honestly he ain't lying dude in five years when roman reigns is still the champion it's gonna be like all right like i guess this is what's happening he's gonna shatter all the records till the end of time or at least until he says he's not done here you guys saying that cody's gonna finish the story at wrestlemania Good luck at this point.
1: <laughs> Arzad288 says, this is just not for me. I don't know why WWE thinks I'm an idiot. Because I would have to be an <laughs> idiot to accept that heel turn. Or even if you want to recon, a recon this, why would Jimmy help Roman?
2: Yeah, I don't think he's helping Roman. I think that yeah, this is just, is. I think it's a jealousy with Jay thing. But I just, I, I just don't care about that. I really don't. Cause none of this
1: and effect though. Cause and effect. He did help Roman regardless of how we spin the situation. He helped Roman. Roman yeah. got the win with the help of uh, Jimmy. So regardless of how we spin this or it, it whatever, they could,
3: they could spin it into Jimmy being like, I don't want you. To, we're a tag team. You shouldn't be competing for the world championship. I don't want you to be the world champion. We should be a tag team. Or that's the only logical explanation I like from here, because if you if you want to be the world champion, who wants to see Jimmy Jimmy Uso as the world champion? That has no interest at all either.
4: But maybe since we say that uh, the the tribal beads mean more than the title, maybe Jimmy's the one that wants to be the tribal chief over Jay and thinks he'd be a better tribal chief than Jay. And that's why he did what he did.
3: And that's why they don't need this championship that Cody Rhodes could be carrying right now.
4: It wasn't his time. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm, I'm tired of this. <laughs> it wasn't Cody's time. When, Cody's got to finish the story. It's not his time. <laughs> <laughs> when,
2: when, when, when wasn't this time? Seven years ago? Because it wasn't time oh. in April.
4: <laughs> Sorry. We'll be here all night. We ain't got time for this.
1: Nitro Dust says the bloodline is about to start sucking like the NWO eventually did, but I really want to know if Jade Cargill was going to be at all in.
2: Um, I wouldn't go that far with it, but you know, I, they'll make the blood stye- bloodline stuff compelling on TV. But I just think in the meantime, this is getting water thin, man. You, this is uh, this is that cheap parent that's trying to stretch the the, the ketchup and keep putting water <laughs> in. it. Stop, bro. It, 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 it's done, bro. Buy some more ketchup, bro. It's, it's enough.
3: <laughs> put water in and swirled it around four times at this point.
2: We're Yo, done. stop, man. Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs>
1: And Simmons211 <laughs> says, also wanted to add this dumb because literally this is dumb because literally your brother had the match won. He was going to beat the guy terrorizing your family. Also, shame on the fans editing the wiki to Jimmy Dewey Uso. Oh, oh D-Y Uso. Oh, yeah. No, that's messed uh, up. Ooh. That's messed you up. You saw that yeah. somebody Yikes. put that on
4: Wikipedia?
1: I didn't see Yikes. that. but uh, yeah. And Simmons here wrote that. Did you see that? I didn't see yeah. that
4: somebody
2: that's, changed the, right after
4: the match somebody changed the uh wikipedia page for the usos to wow. call him jimmy mr dui uso that's 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 people go touch some grass man that's people who don't have any time on that that got too much time on their hands like go 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 touch the earth get go out touch, go do touch man. some ass touch some ass that'll really do it for you that's your
3: problem where's you Kale? Your ass before where's cameron
1: and he says Cody should have won at mania the bloodline story missed its organic ending and has been reduced to fluff no more no more all time great story shouts please man the amount of uh, more negative comments that we're getting about this finish should pretty much tell everybody who was maybe on the feds about how much of a kind of a stinker it was honestly uh dan v 900 says the bloodline civil war was an obscenely slow 20 minutes followed by the last 10 minutes with stuff happening roman j was terrible and so slow paced the finish made no sense with jimmy just bad and i feel like this is pretty much what we have covered here so thank you so much to dv 900 uh mr acosta says jimmy threw the towel in three years ago Jay said i quit to save him at helena south jimmy also didn't want Jay to be tribal chief the signs were there. So this is a uh, Mr. Custa who's actually kind of defending this. So, okay. Okay. Uh, dream Ninja 77 says clearly leading to Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania, which they said they wanted before they retire, but eight months until mania. Also, did you hear the Rhea pop? Of course, you know, people were wanting, were curious to see if they were going to see her, uh, given that she wasn't, she didn't actually have Hi. a match on the actual card.
2: I'm going to get close to my mic. I'm going to pull my mic closer to me to, to ask this question. Um, you really think that they're putting Jay versus Jimmy Uso on the WrestleMania card when you couldn't even get <laughs> Becky versus Trish on this card? I is that what see you think?
1: Them seeing that as a bigger deal, I can see them seeing them as a bigger deal. I can see them doing that. Yes, this is a long time story. I can definitely see this o- over
2: a Hall of Famer and somebody that is a Hall of, that is a household name. They're I gonna put. They're gonna put Jimmy versus Jay on the WrestleMania card. card. I will believe that when I see it.
1: You, I Jim. can see that match happening at WrestleMania, Jimmy versus Jay. But then again, who the hell knows? But I can see it happening. Yes. Um, this one is directed uh, to Reg. Actually, you know what? I'll wait for that one. I'll read that one afterwards. Uh, let's get into uh, finish off the Roman Reigns. Jay Uso so once. Uh, this is from Matt C. Who says, Jay will be back with Bloodline by Survivor Series. Yeah, because they're going to need All another right. way to continue All this. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to need remember, another way. Remember
2: when, remember when Paul left for a minute and he went back to Brock and... That's just forgotten, like it You're never happened. They're
3: gonna be back at full strength before WrestleMania for sure. Full bloodline,
2: back again. Oh my again. god! Stop yeah. it! Stop this madness. Uh huh. Aaron Busby for another three
4: years, Man.
1: Aaron Busby says that main event ending with straight dog doo doo. There you go. Thank you so much, Aaron. Uh, Nathan Davis says Jimmy turns on Jay when he gets Jay to turn on Roman. Literally what I've been saying like a thousand times over and over. So, yeah, I think we're pretty much on the same page with that. Not really making any sense at all. Um, And this one is specifically directed to Reg. So here we go. Um, This is from Bizarro Big L, who says, Reg, I can't let you forget. You still got smoke with Athena. Don't pretend you can solve the Pythagorean (laughs) theorem. What is happening?
3: Wow! Uh, when we interviewed Athena, she, uh, as soon as I popped on the live, she's like, "What's this math problem?" And I was like, "What?" And they, her and Phil, just laughed, had a big laugh at me. I'm like, "What's going on here, man? What's going on? What's happening here?" And then, you know, she said she beat me up and all the stuff, all the great stuff. Athena's the greatest of all time, and she's going to be the Ring of Honor champion forever. So that's it.
1: Oh, Shut man. I haven't head. heard the freaking Pythagorean theorem in a long time. you know what time. it is?
2: Pythagor- Pythagorean? I don't even remember what it is. Pythagorean.
1: Pythagorean. Which one is you don't that? You know, know what I, it is? I know they told me about it in math because I remember the name, but I don't remember what it is.
4: Was it? A squared plus B squared equals C
3: squared? I mean, you are the professor, so I wouldn't know. Ah, okay, because
1: <laughs> okay, there was the other one. Professor. There's another one where each letter, <laughs> each letter stands for what you do first, like addition multiplication subtraction division and it's like the rule of thumb that you follow the word and that's what how you solve these Pem- equations pemdas pemdas thank you mm-hmm. damn reg you want it okay
3: not yeah, as I'm- dumb as you say athena <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right uh, we got a couple more that are directed to reg this one is from board dude 630 who says this sandwich is week old we gotta throw it out no nah, man <laughs> And then this one is from Dead Sea Life, who says, do you know who should have been under the hood costing Jay the match? Cody. That mm. would have been. I would have understood that because he would want to be the one to defeat Roman.
2: Why would so you he do wouldn't that? want
1: Roman to lose the Why would belt. you do that?
2: Why would you do that and uh, uh, risk getting him booed? Mm-hmm.
1: True that. True that. Got to protect right, your bro. baby. All right, Phil, you're on this. You're on this. All right. Um, all right. That's pretty much all we got here today. Um, before we go ahead and wrap things up, I want to thank you guys all for uh, for hopping in on here. And we ended up doing this really cool uh, four-man show, which I appreciated. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, plug in some stuff, guys. Uh, pill. Pill. Pill.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Pills. Oh, pills. Yeah. pills! Yeah. Oh pilly! Yeah. Pills. If they late in the show, they'd be like, they're drug dealing on this show. Know, just...
2: Pills.
1: Phil, man, just promote your stuff, man.
2: Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh, grab City every Saturday at noon mm. on this very YouTube channel. If you did not catch today's episode, you can always go back and watch it. But as I said, we're always in the same spot at noon. Eastern Time on, Gra- on Fightful's YouTube channel. You can also catch Ask Rhapsody on the Patreon, Fightful Select. You um, can read my writing on Literature uh, Report. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and go with Reg. Uh, promote your stuff, man. You can also catch
3: me on the Grapp Podcast every Saturday morning with Philip Lindsay. It's lit. We've been talking about a lot. It's three hours every day, every Saturday, and it's great. Uh, you can also catch me every Wednesday after Dynamite with somebody on this stream right now. Her name is Denise, and she's super cool. We'll be turning up talking about Dynamite all the time. You can also catch me on the Ring of Honor post show with Kate. That's here on the Fightful channel and also on Indeed every Wednesday, every Thursday. Every other Thursday is Ask Grapp and and uh, Phil and I also got a bunch of interviews. Like, we're Emmy, filming. How many podcasts are you recording,
2: bro? <laughs>
3: I, got all, I don't know, man. Every day I'm like, another podcast? How many do I got? It's a lot. I'll be forgetting. I'll, every day I get online and talk about the internet, talk about wrestling. And I take it for granted sometimes
4: that it's amazing. And I thank you guys for supporting. Thank you.
1: The professor, Nick Harrison, Europe.
4: I'm not on it, but I feel like I need to say it. Make sure you go check out Grapsity on this here very channel every Saturday. Go check out my boys there. Join
3: us, Professor.
4: I, I, I'm waiting. Half me. Um... <laughs> uh, Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge on NBC every Tuesday. Well, Tuesday is the Thanks. final, final grand finale uh, with uh, Jay Leno as the special guest judge, so make sure you check it out this Tuesday on NBC ten nine Central. If you haven't been able to catch any of the episodes, go back on Peacock. They're all the their episodes 1 through 9. I'm episode 7 and episode 9. And you can check out uh, Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge Best Builds on Peacock and on YouTube with Rutledge Wood, uh, Dalal, Ashek, and um, Hirtress uh, Eugene uh make sure you check that out it's pretty dope big e is in episode seven with me uh so go check that out on peacock um the, the the fightful tiktok page at fightful.com uh come check us out we got a lot of cool interviews and of course original wrestling content from myself so make sure you check that out on tiktok and of course the uh handled on all social media at mr professor 318 uh the podcast, by the way, uh the pay window with profit sloan Thursdays on Apple Podcasts and Spotify is a comical look at wrestling and all this stuff. So make sure you go and check it out. It's pretty dope. And I've got episodes on my YouTube channel here as well.
1: Awesome yeah. stuff, man. Make sure you guys support everybody, Phil and the merch. Greg, my wife me the merch.
4: Go get the merch. Go get go the merch. Get it's the on merch, my podcast. Man, it's go on get my, the uh, merch. my bio, go get the merch support, go support. Man. Support the merch, support the merch.
1: Thank you to everybody. You guys can find me on youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you, everyone. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today